0: We're getting closer and closer at this point. We're only three days away from the Orioles playing a postseason game at Camden Yards. We're not sure of the opponent yet, but what we can do is start to look ahead at what will this Orioles postseason roster really look like. And today we start with trying to predict the hitters that the O's could use for a playoff run in the ALDS. That's all coming up on this episode. ...of the Locked On Orioles podcast. You are Locked On Orioles. Your daily Baltimore Orioles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, Orioles fans. Today is Wednesday, October 4th, 2023. And welcome back in to the Locked On Orioles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. As always... I'm your host, Connor Newcomb. And coming up on today's episode, we are going to take a look forward at what this Orioles postseason roster could look like heading into the ALDS. We're going to do this over two parts over the next two days, talking about the hitters today and then the pitchers tomorrow. So for today's episode, there's a lot of stone cold locks in terms of the Orioles hitters, right, that are going to be in the postseason, but there's also some question marks can Hested Kerstad get on the roster? Does Ryan McKenna have a spot? How much does Ryan Mountcastle play? Try to answer those questions and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast, which is brought to you by FanDuel. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started today. So let's jump into it, right? Another episode of not having Orioles baseball the night before to talk about because the O's win the AL East, they get the one seed in the American League, they get the bye all the way to the ALDS, which does not start until Saturday. And they're trying to figure out, first of all, well, who is our opponent going to be? And for the Orioles, so far, at least at time of this recording here on Tuesday evening, the Rangers had leg up on the Rays in Game 1 of that series, they just kind of blitzed them. Final score from Game 1 on Tuesday, Rangers 4 and Rays nothing. Rays made four errors. They were shut down by Jordan Montgomery. Texas offense didn't do a lot, but the Rays defense helped them out to score those four runs. Just a weird, weird game, but one nothing Texas in that best-of-three series. So, doesn't mean it's going to be the Rangers, but they're only one win away now from playing the Orioles this weekend. And the question now becomes, what 26 players do the Orioles put on the postseason roster to take on either Texas or Tampa Bay this weekend. So let's start with looking at the infielders for the Orioles and who could be on this roster. And let's start with the locks and what their roles are going to look like. First of all, at catcher, obviously Adley Rutschman is going to be on this playoff roster and James McCann will be on the roster as his backup. That's kind of the easiest thing to pencil in right now. Now, the one thing to note is, and we haven't seen the Orioles play a postseason series since 2014. You know, it's been a while to see what a series looks like. But in terms of the ALDS, this is what the off-day situation looks like. The O's will play games one and two on Saturday and Sunday. They'll get an off-day Monday. Then game three is Tuesday. If necessary, game four is on Wednesday. And then it's an off-day again Thursday. And then game five, if necessary, would be Friday. You're not playing more than two days in a row without an off-day. In the ALDS, which means, basically, if the Orioles don't want to, they don't have to have James McCann see the field at all in this ALDS. Like, most likely, Adley Rutschman is going to catch all five games. Even if it goes the distance, Adley Rutschman is going to catch all five games. He is too good. And despite the fact that James McCann has had some big moments this year and he's been really good defensively, I just don't see the Orioles putting him behind the plate in any of these games. Even if they were to face a left-handed starter, I still don't see them putting McCann behind the plate. They just have better offensive options on this roster. So because of that, unless there's an injury, McCann just might go unused in the entire ALDS. Now, I have kind of an interesting way that I think MLB could potentially use the backup catcher spot, similar to what the NFL has done with the backup quarterback position this year, where you put two QBs on the active roster, but you're actually allowed to dress a third quarterback who doesn't count against your maximum number of players you can dress for a game. Now, he can only be used in an emergency situation, a.k.a. your first two QBs get hurt. But maybe you could do something like that for the backup catcher. Like, maybe if you plan to you know, not use your backup catcher, he doesn't count against the roster. And then if you do have to bring him in because of injury he still doesn't count against the roster. So maybe like, hey, you know, something happens. Adley plays the first two games. Then in game three, he fouls a ball off his toe in the seventh inning. Has to leave the game. James McCann comes in, catches the rest of the the game. Turns out Adley's fine. He's ready to start game four. McCann doesn't get counted against you of your 26 players. That's just my idea. That's not the case right now. So for now, it's going to be Adley and McCann. Then in the infield, the guys we know are going to be there, starting with Ryan O'Hearn. Still unsure whether or not he will start against left-handed pitching, but if there is a righty on the mound, Ryan O'Hearn is certainly going to be in the starting lineup. Now, he did end the season on an 0-for-23 stretch, but as I talked about earlier this week, despite the 0-for-23, he had 16 batted balls, and 8 of them were hard hit. That is a 50% hard hit rate over his 0-for-23 stretch. Over the season, he's at 51% hard hit rate, which is top 10 in all of baseball. He will break out of this little mini slump, and I think it's going to happen in this ALDS you're going to have Ryan Mountcastle on the roster. I know the shoulder issues, but his swing seemed better. And I just feel like, especially if you're going to face some lefties, Mountcastle's going to be your guy. Now, I don't know if Ryan Mountcastle will start every game. They're going to move this lineup around a bit. Brandon Hyde's going to do it just like he's done all season. But you got to have Mountcastle in there with how good he's been since coming back from the vertigo. You just need a bat like that. And so if it's a lefty on the hill, he's clearly in the lineup. If it's a righty, Mountcastle may not play every day, but he's going to be ready to come off the bench as well. Of course, Gunnar Henderson will be there. I mean, that's the easy one. He's going to be hitting leadoff, maybe against a lefty, you move him down in the lineup, but he's going to be starting every single day. Jordan Westberg, again, don't know if he's in there every day, but Westberg will certainly be on this roster. He's been an important part of this team. can play second, short, third base. Adam Frazier is one of your veterans that's been in the postseason before, went on that run with the Mariners last year. Been very clutch this year, right? It's not a, a great stat to kind of project forward, but he's been good in the eighth, ninth, and plus innings this season. He's going to be a bat, a veteran guy that Brandon Hyde uses. And then you got Jorge Mateo, who I don't know if Jorge Mateo will start a playoff game. He might against a left hander, right? He might. Like, he's still been good against lefties, still this season, hitting 276 against left handed pitching, despite Mateo being pretty bad offensively otherwise. But What he can give you as a pinch runner and the fact that through all his struggles, the Orioles kept him on the roster all year, that tells you Jorge Mateo is going to be on this postseason roster. So right there, there are eight infielders, essentially, that are locked into this roster. Now, the other guy I didn't mention is Ramon Arias. I think Ramon Arias is kind of an interesting conversation right now for the Orioles postseason roster because let's kind of look at, you know, what a lineup could look like, say, against a right-handed starter. Adley's going to catch O'Hearn at first, Frazier at second, Gunner at short, and I would think Westberg at third. I just think he gives you enough defense and a higher offensive upside. Then to the outfield, you got Mullins in center, and then there's essentially Austin Hayes, Anthony Santander, Aaron Hicks, and Ryan Mountcastle, four players for three spots. That's without including Arias, and that's not even including potentially a guy like Heston Kerstad being on the roster, and if he is, Hyde's going to be tempted to use him against right-handed starters. Where does Arias kind of fall in there? He's been a reverse splits guy, been better against right-handed pitching this year. The defense is still good. Not as good as last year when he won the Gold Glove, but still good at third and second base for the Orioles. But he's been basically a league average hitter with essentially no power, only four home runs all year, and not a lot of extra base hits either. Is he a lock? I don't know if he is. I think we're going to get to that conversation, because then you look at against lefties, and now Arias is a righty, you would think, oh, you know, this is the time to play him, but Ramon Arias, you know, only hitting 241 and 86 WRC plus against left-handed pitching this year. Like, that's not somebody you want to put in there, I wouldn't think. So you'd have Adley catching again. You'd have probably Mounty at first. You have Westberg at second. And then you're looking at, you know, Gunnar Henderson either playing shortstop or third. And then you basically have to decide against a left-hander. You know, you're not going to play Adam Frazier. Would you rather have Arias in there against lefties who has been a better hitter overall than Jorge Mateo but has struggled against lefties? Or would you rather play Mateo, who has actually hit left-handers this year? You know will play a good defensive shortstop, but then you know you're going to have to pinch hit him later in the game when a righty comes in, and then you lose him as a potential pinch runner late. That's really going to be the conversation right now if you face left-handed pitching. And it really could come down to who the Orioles play in this series, because I'll get to this a little later. But the Rays don't have any left-handed starters. The Rangers theoretically have three of them. So the roster could change based on who is the opponent in this ALDS? But then against the lefties, you know, do you play O'Hearn at DH? Do you play Mullins in center field against left-handers? It's going to be some interesting conversations that the Orioles are going to have. Do you play Austin Hayes against righties? Do you play Mount Castle against righties? They have a big mix and match from this lineup. But again, the locks, the locks, Rutschman, McCann, O'Hearn, Mountcastle, Henderson, Westberg, Frazier, and Mateo. And then Arias kind of hanging on by a thread. So we'll call it eight locks in the infield and one maybe as we move on. Now, the other question is, how many hitters are they going to carry, right? Now, you got to carry at least 13, but could they carry 14 of the 26? Kind of get to that and talk about the outfield as well. Coming up next. But first, this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast is brought to you by... FanDuel. Now, it's baseball season. We know it, right? Playoffs are here. It's going to be fun to watch. But it's also the NFL season as well. And you can snap into NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed, when you place a $5 bet. That is $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app, it's super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And I've said it, but I'm looking at this weekend, Ravens, Steelers. I'm going to take the Ravens to cover, but it's Ravens-Steelers, so maybe take the under in that one as well. So visit fanduelcom slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So we're talking... Orioles postseason roster, taking a look at which hitters could be on the roster for the ALDS that starts Saturday with game one. Now, those postseason roster rules, again, 26 players, usually 13 and 13, but you can go differently. You cannot have more than 13 pitchers, but you can have more than 13 hitters, very similar to the regular season rules. If you leave a player off the roster and then someone gets injured, you can replace that player. So say, you know, somebody on the O's, let's say it's Adam Frazier, right? gets injured in Game 3 of the series, and he's out for a little while. You could then take a player like Joey Ortiz, maybe, and plop him onto the roster in the middle of that series. However, if you do replace an injured player in the middle of the series, that injured player not only is ineligible to return for the rest of that series, but is also ineligible to return for the rest of the following series as well. So if an Orioles player got hurt in the ALDS and you replaced him on the roster— He'd have to miss the ALDS and the ALCS. He could not return again until the World Series. That's why, teams, it's got to be like a major injury for you to come off of the playoff roster. So I talked about the locks in the infield. Let's talk about the outfield. The outfield's interesting because you got the four locks, right? Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, Anthony Santander, and Aaron Hicks are all going to be on this postseason roster. Santander is going to be in there every day. He'll play some right field. He'll DH a little. He could potentially play first, but most likely it'll either be right field and mostly DH for Santander. Aaron Hicks has just been too good with the bat down the stretch to not put him on there. And by far, he's got the most postseason experience of any Orioles player. Has more than 100 plate appearances in the postseason. The other two guys are Adam Frazier with like 30 and James McCann with 7. That's about it. You're having Hicks on this roster. He was the Orioles' second best hitter in September behind Adley Rutschman in terms of WRC+. He's been great. As long as he's healthy, he's there. Again, I don't know if Hicks plays every single day, but he's going to be out there in the outfield a good amount. Cedric Mullins against a righty, he'll be in center field every day. Against lefties, the O's have interesting decisions. I do think they'll still play Cedric Mullins and maybe just hit him eighth or ninth against left-handed pitching, and I think they'll put him in there. But with Aaron Hicks, with Austin Hayes, who's going to maybe not play every day but play most days, you know, you can shuffle things around. So that's four locks in the outfield combined with eight locks in the infield. Gives you 12 hitters right there that are locked in. Again, you need to have at least 13 hitters, but you can go with more. And I've talked about this on the podcast a little bit. It's not a guarantee that teams in the postseason will do what they did in the regular season, which is go with you know the clean split of 13 pitchers and 13 hitters. Actually, a lot of teams will go with more hitters. They'll generally go with 14 hitters and 12 pitchers. Even the Rays in this AL wildcard series this week against the Rangers, now this is a little extreme and probably because it's only a three-game series, you don't need as much pitching. They went with 15 hitters and 11 pitchers on their roster. The reason being, because the built-in off days that I talked about, right, you know, there'll be an off day on Monday and an off day on Thursday, no more than two games in a row, You just don't need as much pitchers. You really never get to a point where any reliever is unavailable unless he gets essentially used in like all three of the first three games used heavily. Maybe you don't use him in game four, but then he's fine to come back for game five usually. So there's never a lot of spots where you like run out of relievers in the bullpen. So teams are usually okay with using one less reliever. And, you know, you only need four starters in a postseason series. You don't need the usual five or six like the Orioles ran with for times this year. So most teams will put one of those starters in the bullpen, which gives you an extra long man, which gives you more versatility in the pen as well, which is why teams go with less pitchers. So there's another question here. Do the Orioles roll with 13 hitters and 13 pitchers or do they roll with 14 hitters and 12 pitchers? And it does give you another chance to get a hitter on the roster. And, you know, the one guy we haven't quite put on there yet as an infielder yet is Ramon Arias. And then there's two outfielders who we haven't quite put on there yet. One is Heston Kerstad, and the other is Ryan McKenna, who, you know, although he didn't finish the season with the O's, spent most of the season with Baltimore, and because of when he was last optioned, his 10 days he needs to stay in the minor leagues would be up before Game 1 Saturday, which means McKenna is also eligible for this ALDS postseason roster. So he is in play for the O's. So essentially, you're looking at three players, Arias, McKenna and Kerstad for either one or two spots. There's no way, unless there's some crazy injury this week, that all three of them will end up on the roster. It could be just one. It could be two. Here's the cases for all three of them and kind of the situations that they're in. Heston Kerstad, it's been fun to watch him hit. Like, he hasn't been amazing, but he's hit some homers. He's used the opposite field. He's hitting the ball crazy hard. There's a chance, like, he could run into one and have a huge three-run homer at some point in the playoffs, even if he's just used as a pinch hitter. And if he's on the roster, you have another weapon against right-handed pitching. Now, the flip side of Kerstad is, as the Orioles have showed us with their usage of Kerstad here in September, he's not going to play the field. Like, if he starts a game, he's only going to DH, which means you have to put Santander in the outfield. Not that he's terrible out there, but you'd rather have, like, Hayes, Mullins, Hicks, and then Santander DHing. Also, you're not going to really have him run the base as much. They haven't had him do that too, too often. And you're not going to have him face left-handed pitching. So essentially what he's in there to do is maybe start at DH against a righty and then maybe come off the bench as a pinch hitter against a righty as well. Is that worth, that kind of restricted availability, worth giving him a playoff roster spot, especially if you're only going with the 13 hitters and you're not going with the 14? That's an interesting case for Heston Kerstad. For Ramona we've talked about it already. He can be a good defensive replacement at third base or second. He can also play shortstop and first base if you need him to. So if you have pinch hitters late in the game, you need to move around the defense. Arias is super versatile. He's got a good glove at all those positions. Plus, he can hit a little bit. I mean, he's basically been a league average hitter. But as we know, much better against righties. 274 average, 104 WRC plus against righties. 241 average, 86 WRC plus against lefties. So really, Arias, as a right-handed batter, a reverse splits guy. Here in 2023, but we know Brandon Hyde trusts him a lot as well. And then you've got Ryan McKenna, who if he needed to hit against a lefty, he could do something. I'd rather him not have a plate appearance at all, even if he is on the playoff roster. But if he would be, it would be to be a pinch runner and a defensive replacement late in games. And really, you would be considering McKenna if you're maybe playing a team with left-handed pitching. You're considering starting Jorge Mateo. And then if you start Mateo, you know, you don't have a pinch running option on the bench. So maybe if you're thinking about starting Mateo a couple of times, you do roster McKenna because then he can become your pinch runner potentially off the bench as well. And if you do, you know, the flip-flopping late in the game with the pinch hitting, he can come in and play all three outfield positions as well. So those are really the choices. And it could come down to the opponent, right? Like this is what I talked about. The Tampa Bay Rays, in terms of starting pitchers you're going to face, Tyler Glass now, Zach Eflin, Aaron Savali, Zach Littell. Those are their top four starters. All four of those guys are right-handers. You're going to see a couple lefties out of the bullpen, like Jake Diekman and and Colin Poche, but not enough out of the pen to really say, oh, you know, we need to be worried about all these lefties. And even their fifth starter, if they had to go that far, is most likely Todd Bradley, another right-hander. Like, it is a very righty-heavy staff for the Rays. Which means you might want some more left-handed bats and maybe a guy like Heston Kerstad to pinch hit or get a start in one of these games. Now on the flip side, the Rangers have a lot of left-handed pitching specifically in their starting rotation. Because DeGrom's injured, because Scherzer's injured, and because John Gray is now injured as well. And his status for the ALDS, I don't think he's going to pitch in the ALDS So the Rangers' rotation right now is Jordan Montgomery, a lefty, is their number one. Nathan Ivaldi, a righty, is probably their number two at this point. But their number three is either Martin Perez, Dane Dunning, or Andrew Haney. And two of those three guys, Perez and Haney, are left-handers. Like, there's a good chance if you see four Rangers starters, there's a chance three of them could be left-handers. And at the very least, two of them will be. And you'll see some lefties out of the bullpen as well. So if you face... Texas maybe you don't go with Heston Kurchat cuz you just think with so many lefties we're not going to have a chance to get him in there except for maybe like one or two pinch hitting appearances and is that really worth it on the roster and maybe instead you go with a uh, you know Ramona Rios making sure there it's a lot of interesting possibilities here so i'm going to stop going through you know all the possibilities breaking down everybody's chances and just coming up next let's predict it right how many hitters and which hitters will be on the Orioles' ALDS roster. The official prediction here three days before Game 1 of the series is coming up next. But first, this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast is also brought to you by Bird Dogs. I am literally wearing the Bird Dog shorts right now as I record this podcast on a Tuesday evening. I've got three pairs of them. I love to wear the Bird Dogs. It got cold again. Then it got hot, right, back into the 80s here in the first week of October, which means the shorts come back out and the bird dogs come back on. And the bird dogs are awesome because they're great for this hot weather. They use anti-stink, sweat-wicking fabric that helps keep you cool and dry all day. And the shorts fit me great you know, kind of a tall, skinny guy, shorts still look good and they feel good. The fabric is amazing and they're functional for any occasion, right? They look good enough that they're like nicer shorts. Hey, you can wear them to a nicer outing, but also they feel like athletic shorts. You can just lounge in the bird dogs. You can go for a run in the bird dogs. If you want to really any occasion, bird dogs are the shorts for you. And also it is going to get cold soon. I got a pair of the pants, worn them already once. They're just as good. So, go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or enter promo code locked on MLB at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. So, finishing things up here on an Orioles postseason roster projection episode, looking at specifically the hitters on today's pod. Again, Who will they play, Rangers or Rays? That could make the difference here. Rangers winning game one of the AL Wildcard Series, best two out of three, winning it 4-0 on Tuesday afternoon. Rays made a lot of errors, did not look good. Tyler Glass now did not have his best stuff. And so the Rays with Zach Eflin will try to stay alive, basically, here on Wednesday, a little 3 o'clock start. And the Orioles, by you know, Wednesday evening, you might be listening to this, and the Orioles might know their opponent already if the Texas pulls off the little two-game sweep. Now, the question is, who are the hitters? So let's start with my official prediction here. First of all, there are 12 locks for this roster for hitters. And no matter who the opponent is, those 12 locks are going to be there. Adley Rutschman and James McCann as the catchers. Ryan O'Hearn, Ryan Mountcastle, Gunnar Henderson, Jordan Westberg, Adam Frazier, and Jorge Mateo in the infield. And then Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, Anthony Santander, and Aaron Hicks in the outfield. Those are your 12 stone-cold locks for the Orioles' postseason roster. Feel pretty good about those. So the question is, how many more players you're going to put on there? You need at least one. You have to have at least 13 hitters on there. But do you carry 14? And again, a lot of teams will do it. And you also have to factor in, you know, what pitchers you're putting on the roster as well and how many pitchers you want to carry, right? You know, looking through the Orioles' pitching rotation and their bullpen, and I'm going to get to this more in tomorrow's episode when I officially predict the pitchers, but there's kind of 11 locks among pitchers right now, and then there's three more guys who I would consider like mostly on the postseason roster bubble. So the question is, do you want to keep one of those guys and go with 12 pitchers? Or do you want to keep two of those guys and go with 13 pitchers? I'll tell you right now who those bubble guys are. To me, they're Shintaro Fujinami, Jack Flaherty, and Cole Irvin. Those are my three bubble guys. How many do you want to go with? One or two? That is really the question. And honestly, I don't know how much I put Irvin in there. I think it's more of like a Fuji and Flaherty. Like, do you want to keep both or do you want to keep one? That's how this decision kind of feels for the Orioles right now. And so here's how I'll lay it out. If the Orioles do play the Rays, if the Rays come back, win the next two games against Texas, and it is O's Rays in the ALDS, another matchup, I just think you have to have Heston Kerstad on the roster because the Rays have so much right-handed pitching. Kerstad, a lefty power bat that can play at Camden Yards, can play at the Trop. He's already homered against the Rays this year. First career homer was in that Friday night game against Tampa. I'm putting Kerstad and Arias on the roster, so I'm going with those 12 locks plus Kerstad plus Arias, leaving McKenna off. That gives me 14 hitters and space for 12 pitchers in the ALDS. That's what I'm going to do. If it is the Rangers, who do have a lot more lefties, like we talked about in Haney and Montgomery and Perez, and you know one of their top, two of their top leading bullpen guys, Will Smith and Aroldis Chapman, both left-handers as well. Like you're going to see a lot of left-handed pitching out of that Texas staff. I think I'm leaving Kerstad off the roster. I am keeping Arias on the roster, either way. And I think if it's Texas, because their lineup is much healthier and honestly better at this point, it's very dangerous. It is a better lineup than the Rays put out there. For those two reasons, I'm going to carry the 13th pitcher. And so Kerstad and McKenna out, Arias in as the 13th hitter, and then I'm going to carry that extra 13th pitcher if it is the Ranger. So I know that's two different predictions, but... You're playing to win a World Series here. You're trying to get every advantage you can, so the roster is going to look different. You know whether you're facing the Rays or whether you're facing the Rangers, and that's going to come into play tomorrow as well when I make that prediction for the pitchers. Now you also get a taxi squad, which are players that get to stay in the dugout in the clubhouse with you, travel with the team just in case there's an injury. They are there to be activated. You always carry a third catcher. It's it's going to be Anthony ben Boom, I would think. You know, kind of the veteran guy who's been with this team before this season. Again, if it's the Rays, and I go with Kerstad and Arias, McKenna, either way McKenna is going to be on this taxi squad. If they don't keep Kirstad, he is definitely going to be on the taxi squad as well, ready to be activated. And then the other guys you could see there, probably Colton Kowser, you know, as an outfield option, probably Joey Ortiz as an infield option as well on the taxi squad. And then if you want to get him like the traveling and the major league experience, i would they put Jackson Holiday on that taxi squad? Maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't, but those are hitters they would consider. I mean, definitely, you know, it's Ben Boom and McKenna, and then if he's not on the roster, Kerstad, the other guys are maybes, but maybe it could be Jackson Holiday on the taxi squad. Maybe something happened, you know, injury-wise to an infielder. Maybe you just skip over Ortiz altogether and just say, highest ceiling, Jackson Holiday. let's go. But we shall see, right? Rays and Rangers, Rangers up one nothing. That's going to kind of change what the Orioles do with this roster. And I'm going to be back tomorrow. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, an update on this Rays Rangers series. Could it could be over by the time I record tomorrow. It could be a Rangers sweep. We could specifically be looking at that team, that lineup, those pitchers, how you attack them with a roster. But either way, move it over to the pitching side tomorrow predicting the either 12 or 13 pitchers that the Orioles will carry on the ALDS roster. The big question's like who are the starters in the rotation behind Grayson Rodriguez and Kyle Bradish? Does Jack Flaherty, does Shintaro Fujinami, do those guys have a bullpen spot? And who are they really going to go to in the high leverage spots out of the pen as well? Try to predict that coming up on tomorrow's episode. But until then, I'm Connor Newcomb, and this has been the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.